0: Welcome back, Scott Jackson. Show here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. Our pleasure right now to bring in a world champion. He is the one and only Rick Doc Walker, a member of the Fun Bunch and the Hogs. Good enough to give us some time. And you also can hear him on the uh, Patreon app as well, doing his shows Monday, Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. Rick Doc Walker, how are you, sir?
1: I'm doing good, man. 41 years later. Can you believe it? That's it? 41 years and three days ago, we were. Involved in a, a little contest they call the Super Bowl at, at the Rose Bowl, and that was brought to my attention this week. And it was, it was a good feeling to know that once upon a time uh, we were pretty good around these parts.
0: No, no doubt. I'll never forget that because I was allowed to stay up past my bedtime. To watch the game, uh, and what what a great feeling that was, and and when being able to you know being taken out of preschool early to go to the parade that day as well was uh, was also yeah, one of my my yeah, great memories as well. <laughs> <laughs> to be with you in all in all seriousness, I mean it's still. You know when they show the fourth and one play over and over, uh, when we get around this time of year, it's it's still one of the greatest plays in the history of that franchise, if not the single greatest play in the history of the franchise. And it is hard to believe it has been forty one years at this point let Let's start with yeah. the the big news of the week. Uh, obviously, Dan Quinn hired after a long process, didn't feel like they won the won the press conference or the off season with this hire which is kind of you know counter to what they have done in the past. So I don't know if that means good things moving down the road, but just your initial thoughts on Dan Quinn, who's obviously been cutting his teeth with the last few years of the Cowboys after a run with the Falcons as a head coach.
1: Oh, I'm really good with it because over 60 65% of all the people hired will be out of the league in three years or be out of their position in three years. I don't think people focus on the levels of failure. In the National Football League. It was just four years ago. We hired a guy and the same kind of things were said about it. And, um, you know, it was an object failure. Now I think this guy's better. I like him. He's got, I'm just so relieved. We're going to have energy, a guy who's a good teacher. He's not trying to do it all. We get to break down one of your competitors that you have a hard time beating and it hurts them helps you but it comes down to players Dallas has better players than you have so you got to give him something to work with but you could have done way worse i'm very i did not want to take a chance on boy wonder and have him fail because we can't afford another failure so i'd rather feel more comfort in a man who's been to a super bowls he's been in a big market he didn't wet the bed. And the best thing I like about him is that I've seen the last time he assembled a staff, most of his guys are running the National Football League as we speak.
0: What's funny I you say that? I have
1: no idea who Boy Wonder would have brought in because he he's not old enough to even know anybody. So this is I'm comfortable with this. I wanted Harbaugh. That was my number one. I want anything with the Ravens or Niners, and this is as close as we can get.
0: It's funny you say that about the the staff because my friend uh, and your friend as well the great West Durham reminded me yesterday when I was talking to him that All the guys that were in our picture, that they love the show (laughs) every time there's a broadcast, were in the Atlanta picture as well. And they were actually you know, outside of Kyle, who always had the same title, which was OC. The other guys actually had bigger positions in Atlanta and all branched off and obviously have gone on to get head coaching jobs, including Raheem Morris, who's now back there as the coach. But yes, he he certainly assembled quite a staff himself there. And and obviously, that's the big question, right? What's the offensive coordinator going to be? Who is that going to be? That's the number one most important hire he has and then, of course, the next thing is who do they take with the second overall pick? If that's what they choose to do, uh, is the other thing that's probably going to make or break his tenure. But uh, you know, some interesting things being in front of there. A lot of these guys from the San Francisco tree that are they're currently working towards a Super Bowl. And of course, your your head coach, your alma mater, Chip Kelly. Somehow, his name has been uh, re- put out there in the headlines here recently as well.
1: Yeah, well, I, I assume that Chip um, they were together. Chip was in San Francisco. I mean, it's not look. It's easy to take a shot. Chip's had two pretty good positions in the National Football League. And he's been in two pretty good programs in college. So it's not like he was at Podunk U. Oregon, UCLA, Philadelphia, and the, and the Niners. He can do basically whatever he wants to do. The beauty about hiring a guy that's not doing this for the very first time is that he's, doing, he's not doing this for the very first time. He's built staffs. He understands it. It's not about are you offensive or defensive minded. You got to get layers of people like the Ravens. You get people when you hire them, you expect them to be hired in two or three years away. You plan that from day one. So you layer your staff. And that's how, this is, this is how all these staffs survive. Why did the 49ers who lose everybody not fall apart?
0: Yeah, because the head guys got a great structure, right? They have they they exactly. have they believe and in and what they're the, doing. And the Ravens, yeah, they and they, they develop their own people. They expect you to go. Yeah,
1: they expect it. We've been so piss poor around here. You hire garbage, and then you're scared to death, and you bring some people in. The first thing you're thinking about is, oh my God, what happens if they get? It means you had a good season, you nitwits. <laughs> the hell, you worried about somebody? That means you were successful. Let's just take the successful path and keep building upon success. All good programs lose their players. How many people the Patriots have lost? And can't none of them find their way home in broad daylight once they leave Bill. And he brings them back in, they reload, and they keep going. And now Bill's stuck on the outside looking in, because who's going to hire Bill knowing that the first thing he's going to do is hire, fire you? (laughs) <laughs> you got to be kidding me.
0: No doubt. And let's be honest, the, the recent draft history has not been the best. I mean, they, they've they run that roster down to the, to the nubs, I mean, at this point. So not, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, we'll give you that power after seeing the way the Patriots thing has come down.
1: Hey, Amen. he just told me, I just want to coach. No problem. Let's do it. But you think he went down to Arthur Blank and said no. And uh, McKay said, oh, no, Slim, we don't need your act. Let's play it out. Joe Judge and all his guys he's loyal to. And they're awful without him. So at some point, I think if he he knows what to do. Take a year off, get Netflix or somebody to pay you a billion dollars and show us what personality you have so your local media can hate your guts. And then come back because there will be seven or eight openings next year. That's the one thing I can guarantee you. There'll be seven or eight more next year, no doubt. There always is.
0: Rick Doc Walkers with us, former Washington Redskins world champion here. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio ninety four point one, joins us via the Ballyhoo's guest line. Uh, as you're watching these playoffs and you're seeing all these teams, uh, you know, go through here, and certainly it's uh, Ravens kind of lost their mind last week. Lost who they were. Uh, Monken,
1: m- yeah, their offensive coordinator. I don't know. He didn't bring his mind to practice. He didn't lose it. He left it at home.
0: No doubt. I mean, weird though, right? The Ravens, who we've always bragged about their identity and just completely forgot it in the most important moment of their season.
1: No other way to explain it. No other way to explain it. And then quarterback, he's like he's running for office. He's trying to gain popularity, I guess, amongst the talk radio society, that he can be a drop-back quarterback. Yeah, okay. You took the bait. Bad move, Slim. Keep running because they can't stop you from running and passing. But – and give Andy Reid even more – and Spagnolia, what a defensive plan. Kansas City, brilliant. But you are old enough, and because you have family in Philadelphia – you remember when they were trying to run Andy out of Philly, and Andy was winning and this game every year. Yeah, and they did finally
0: do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was a retread, too, by the way, Andy Reid. He's a he's a retread, yep, right, because he got a second mm-hmm. job. Yeah, I think so as mm-hmm. well. But it's funny, because as much has changed uh, you know, throughout the season, in the end, here they are again, 49ers, this time with a healthy quarterback, and, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, and, as you mentioned, uh, Spagnola, who was – even you know you go, I mean, it might be the best coordinator in the postseason in the last two decades with with the Giants and obviously now with what he's doing with the Chiefs as well. But what's your lean early going? I know we're eight days away, nine days away from it really happening. What are, what's your lean on on the Super Sunday?
1: Well, I went against Michael Jordan once because <laughs> I really thought <laughs> yeah, me that too. Baltimore had the best home field advantage ever, and I slapped myself again. Never go against MJ. And the closest thing I've seen to Michael Jeffrey Jordan is 15. And when you combine 15 with Andy Reid and Spagnola, Royal flush. And I, I just, the 49ers should have been beaten by the Green Bay Packers. They choked. The Lions jumped out 17 point lead. They choked. Don't count on Air Jordan choking. He, he never even went to Game 7. So, I will, if you hear me say anything against Patrick Mahomes, the team he's going again, just come up and tap me on my shoulder and tell me to shut the you-know-what up.
0: <laughs> yeah. As always, uh, great stuff. Rick Doc Walker at Rick Doc Walker on the X. Uh Patron app as well, patreon.com dot com slash doc walker to uh get wow. a, a subscription wow. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Wow you know, on the program. I don't
1: know how I'm gonna deal with all these people. Love your audience, man. I'll be on uh, Sunday uh morning at ten o'clock if you're bored. Uh but you I know you'll be out late Saturday night, but if you're up Sunday, uh, I'll be a caller, so just get know so I can get your Super Bowl picks to our. Yeah, I'm audience. always
0: up for you. You just let me know like, when. You I'll know these there.
1: people. They when is Jackson? When is Jackson? All these calls, the people they love you up here, and I go, hey.
0: They can find yeah. me every day down here. They're fine. They, they, it's an app. It's like you're all. Everybody's in your market now. You know what I mean? It's with these apps. It doesn't even matter where you live anymore. It's great.
1: Hey man, all my best to the family, and let me tell you this right now: you don't have me to remind you as I once did when you were here. Don't forget Valentine's Day. Your bride deserves <laughs> nothing but the best. And don't do that box of chocolate When is, chocolate that? is that?
0: It's March, right? I know that. It's like March or no, April, no, right? No, no,
1: no. Don't do that box of chocolate junk. Yeah. She deserves <laughs> something that when she puts the key in the ignition, the top comes down.
0: Okay? Well, she already has that, so we're good. All right. Thank you. Uh, okay. Rick, Doc Walker, <laughs> have a great weekend, buddy. Via the ballot, his guest let line. Doc Walker, here, man. Scott Jackson, show, right. priority auto sports radio, 94.1. All right, thanks to uh, Rick Doc Walker for uh, jumping on board with us uh, on the program here today on the Dan Quinn hire and all things uh, commanders and obviously Super Bowl as well. All right, 757-687-9494. That, of course, is the uh, text line, also the Ballyhoo's phone line if you want to get on with us here uh, at 6. We'll uh, turn to the round ball, talk uh, NBA trade deadline is less than a week away now after – yesterday so chris miles nba tv will join us at six also bryce Baker, to you uh baller will join us at six thirty-five in the next hour got some hardball news over these next couple seconds us so start with jim the new head coach of the chargers and he went with multiple championships yesterday by the way did you see that i did not just one not two well yeah just multiple he, he didn't he didn't count them out like lebron he says, we're going to be humble, hungry, humble and hungry, but that's our goal. Our goal is to treat people in a first-class manner and win multiple championships. He also went on an interesting rant early in this press, I don't know if he caught it when he was doing Q&As about how he was at Home Depot and he was cleaning the weight room and like he was like he's trying to make it sparkle and all the stuff he does for the players. Anyway, he was, he was wild, man. He was all over the place, talked, of course, a lot about Jack Harbaugh. Jackie uh, gave some Jackie Harbaugh quotes and his mom and talked about how they weren't there and how they're going to move him next door, they hope, that the kids and all this stuff. Anyway, he was going a, m- a million miles a minute. But the, again, is it, we read this quote yesterday. I want to hear it in its uh, soundbite form on talking about, of course, the franchise quarterback, uh, Justin Herbert.
2: The thing that's just hitting me, and I'm watching his, watching his throws, watching his—I uh, haven't been through them all yet, but I want to, you know, get to where I watch every one of his NFL throws, uh, every one of his snaps. I mean, the thing that's jumping out is just this, uh, you know, enormous talent. Uh, and it's—I'm I'm waking up like real early in the morning these days, uh, going, I got to bring it. I got to bring my A game in every. Uh, sense of the word and I want to get a coaching staff put together and hired that, uh, you know, is going to be worthy of, you know, of, of coaching, uh, you know, not only Justin, but, uh, you know, Derwin and, 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 and all the guys. I mean, I, I think, uh, I really think, uh, this is a talented group that's been assembled here and, um, that's, what's going to motivate. That's what's going to drive. So I'm really thinking about my accountability and just, you know, making sure that, that, uh, I'm I'm ready, you know, and the things that I tell him are going to be, you know, exact because I've, because I've looked at it and watched it, and um, but 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 it's going to be it's going to be a team effort, all the way. Um, But yeah, I'm just I'm excited about the challenge, you know. Let's see if I'm man enough, you know, a good enough coach, and to uh, to um, you know to so that all his hard work can be realized. I want to work really hard so that his hard work is going to be realized, Justin, and every player on our football team.
0: So, you know, people talk about him, and we just see the goofy press conferences, right, like these things, but bring up that he is an amazing team builder. Like people just, you know, want to run through a brick wall for him because, I mean, you just listen to him. It's a high level of accountability on his part. Like he's putting a lot of it on him, right? Like I got to do this, I got to do that. These guys are here. We just got to give them the plan. We got to help them. Uh, but there's a high level of accountability and, and players love that stuff. I mean, cause he's not like coming in there going, you know, shaming them for whatever their past failures were, you know, for charging, right. He's not like going in there, you know, he could have separated himself from it. Like, hey, I'm going to teach these guys how not to charger or whatever, you know, the saying is, you know, that people have about this, this franchise, which has been true for many decades, but, uh, you know, again, it was it was interesting to listen to Michigan cuz cuz he is like ADHD for sure. Oh, absolutely. Not and, and I'm not picking on him cuz I am too, but he's really, I mean, all over the place at all times, but clearly knows what the hell he's doing. Been a winner everywhere. I mean, everywhere, including little old San Diego State, uh, you know, where really his launching part of his career and uh, impressive stuff, but the, the one of the announcements he did make yesterday is that Michigan's strength coach is coming with him ironically his name's ben herbert ah yeah two herberts in interesting the building. yeah
3: you have to get ancestry.com on that one
0: <laughs> so the strength and conditioning coach at michigan and uh, if you watch their lines play at least at the college level they're doing something right oh yeah i mean they're moving people they're moving bama they were certainly moving washington so that part of it i would think is uh Got to be pretty interesting, and it's it's always cool when you get kind of some fresh blood too in an NFL locker room in terms of in terms of what they want to do with with lifting and, uh, and the conditioning side of the offseason season program. Uh, his son Jay was, of course, the special teams coordinator at Michigan. Jesse Minter was the defensive coordinator. Now they have not been officially announced at this point, but it looks like both of them are probably coming over as well. Um, Harbaugh, you know, at one point said he's working through building the staff when asked about Minner and his son declined to give a timeline on when that would take place. Um, said he wants to talk to as many people as he can before they make final hires. And I would imagine too, there's a little bit of, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a negotiation here with Michigan as to who they'll allow just to roll out. And true. I mean, I, you know, the most of these assistant contracts, I would imagine though, you, if it's a promotion, it's a promotion. There's no, there's nothing to it. It's easy and you can go. But uh, at the same time, I'm sure Michigan would like to keep some of their staff in yeah. place.
3: And I don't think he wants to completely fleece the place. I, I wouldn't think so. I, I wouldn't
0: think so. And, you know, you heard him. He was very complimentary of Michigan, very complimentary of his time there. But You know, made made the same uh, comparison by the sands of the hourglass. Uh, not that he's a Days of Our Lives fan, but maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, but about that, he just doesn't know how much time he has. And this was another another thing he had to do, you know. San Diego, I said San Diego State, you're right. San Diego, excuse me, even smaller than San Diego State, which is even more impressive. There you go. Yeah, no, San Diego State would be the Marshall Falk University. Yeah, good call. San Diego, good catch, Gutly. thank you. That uh, Shouldn't have the state. San Diego, actually, is a proper pronunciation. If you're a uh, Ron Burgundy fan, you know that, because he worked in that
3: market. <laughs> Stay classy.
0: San Diego, and you know what it means, right? Well, anyway. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-94 uh, 94 if you want to hit us up via the uh, text line or the Ballyhoo's phone line 757-687-9494. Again, Chargers cap space is an issue. Um that's what, you know, Joe Ortiz is going to be there for, fix that. There are some big numbers, but it is fascinating. He's mentioned Keenan Allen on multiple occasions. Yep. So it sounds like Keenan Allen, no matter what the cap figure is, he figures in Jim Harbaugh's, you know, plans for next season. Um, you know, that's what he would like to do. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but, uh, you know, he sounds like somebody wants him to plans. To me, you know, they're, I guess it's 48 points, eight, 45.8 officially is what they are, um, you know, over the cap at this point. And that's certainly something they're going to have to work through. To me, you know, Keenan Allen is certainly much more reliable than Mike Williams, unfortunately. Yes. Who's ultra talented, big receiver, but man, he gets hurt a lot. It's just a shame. Derwin James has finally been healthy these last few years. You know, he's great. No doubt. But he's got a huge cap hit. I mean, Herbert's contract's obviously starting to kick in. Uh that's gonna be a big cap number two. Khalil Mack, I mean, they gotta make a decision on Khalil Mack and Bosa, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, can you afford to keep both of them and have all these other things going for you? I don't know. I mean, he didn't mention those guys yet. So I think he's very intentional with who he's who he's pointed out at. James, Keenan Allen, obviously Herbert. I think he mentioned Rashawn Slater, the big left tackle, who's got a great cap number. He's only like at five mil plus or whatever. It's not a whole lot of money. So I think that it's, it's kind of intentional because they got to figure it out. I mean, as talented as Khalil Mack is, he put up numbers last year, but they didn't win anything. Same with, you know. And Joey Bosa is not going to be confused with Nick Bosa.
3: Well, Joey gets hurt a lot too.
0: Yeah, and that's another There's something thing. to be said. There. Again, yeah, I mean, again, three of those play. You know, two of the guys you just mentioned, or the guy you mentioned, the guy I mentioned, Bosa and Mike Williams will account for sixty plus million in cap hit next year. I mean, that's crazy, crazy amount of money. I mean, Keenan Allen, yeah, he's going to have a big cap number next year, thirty four point seven uh bosa though 36.6 i mean khalil Mack's the highest played paid player on the team really you know what the bears did was smart like because they're rebuilding they get montez sweat you know starting over fresher younger less money um yeah they gave up a pick for him but they didn't give up a ton they only gave up a pick not not multiples for him and they were able to recoup some stuff on the Mac deal. So that was that was a pretty wise move by the Bears, I would say. Because they weren't going anywhere anyway. And obviously it turns out neither were the Chargers. Right. <laughs> but they they knew what they were doing. So the Khalil Mack, the um dead money cap hit would be 15.26. Here's the Bosa problem. His dead money cap hit is like $22 million. Yeah, that's bad. That hurts you. That really hurts you. Like whereas Mike Williams is 12.4. You know, the, you know that's not nearly as bad. And again, there's always restructuring. A lot of, you know, a lot of ways around this stuff doesn't mean they're going to have to cut everybody, but they are going to probably have to cut someone. You they're going to cut Mike Williams. Yeah, I, I
3: don't see yeah. them being able to trade him. I mean, yeah, even if you even. try to give him away, I don't know that anybody's taking that on. And I don't see how, with their situation, I don't see how you keep both Bosa and Mac. You're going to have to make a you decision, decision. to one of them. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I think they're probably have to go at this point with Bosa just because of the, the cap figure, right?
3: Well, I know, and you could probably trade one of those guys. I think you could get Maybe, something yeah. for one of those guys.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um Breeze in the seven five seven said, uh by the way, you know, San Diego was discovered San Diego, was discovered by the Germans in nineteen oh four and they knew San Diego, which of course in German means uh, yeah, exactly.
3: Well, you know Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's a good the good reference there, Breeze, not only of Seal but also apparently of Ron Burgundy as well well done all right 757-687-9494 all right john harbaugh today and again i am just gonna make this clear love john harbaugh as a coach love everything he's done however the, the explanations today were a little hard to believe we'll get to those coming up next uh as we do the autopsy on the afc championship game once again scott jackson show priority on sports radio 94.1 we are brought to you by larry kinglaw james with him got your sports center All right, before we get to more of the Ravens autopsy from last week, um, 757-687-9494 text line. Ballyhoo's phone line, 757-687-9494. John Harbaugh had some things to say today. Um, But before we do that, let's do this. Uh, Let's get the third caller for Dropkick Murphy tickets. Uh, Chartway Arena, March 7th. Tickets are on sale now, uh, 757-687-9494. Caller number three for Dropkick Murphy tickets at Chartway Arena. We have operators standing by for you right now. All right, so John Harbaugh took the uh, podium today with Eric DaCosta after the disappointing AFC Championship loss. I mean, they waited, what, four days, five days from that game on Sunday afternoon to uh, discuss what went wrong. Of course, many of us, me uh, included here, got my hand raised, uh, wondered what the heck happened to this Ravens offense that was so good at running the football, committed to the run, uh, balanced in a lot of games this year, used the run to set up their pass, you know, physical. Why did they not attack the Chiefs in that manner? The Ravens totaled 10 design runs, which is the second fewest in Harbaugh's 16 seasons as a head coach against the Chief defense that ranked 18th against the run. Harbaugh explained that there were many factors, including the Chiefs defense bringing, uh, being lined up to take away the run, and the Ravens using a two-minute offense in the fourth quarter to reduce the rushing attempts. But he also added, "That's not an excuse. That's not the number you want." He went on to say, "When it's all said and done, you look back and it's not really going to win us an AFC Championship game for sure." So, all right, that that's fair, right? Like that's fair. Um, what he's saying there, and, and I understand what he's saying about the defense. But look, it doesn't matter if they have twelve in the box. You got Lamar Jackson, right? Like he's a running uh, threat at all times. You should have more than ten design runs. Uh, Even with him involved. Now, the other part that I, that that was not maybe discussed as much length here was, and this would be a Lamar Jackson question, was like, why wasn't he looking to run? Because he's more deadly when he's on the move and and breaking contain. You just heard Doc Walker earlier this hour saying the exact same thing. That's the other weird part. Like, he decided almost like, I can't run against them, which makes no sense. Of course you can and no matter how the defense lines up, let's be real, any badass offense, they don't care how you line up. Everybody knows what the 49ers are going to do. Everybody knows what the Chiefs are going to do. Um, but it's stop it. You know, I'm going to, your best against their best, execute it. You know, that's kind of, that, that's the only thing I, I kind of felt was a bit of a cop out on Coach Harbaugh's part. Like, you know, you can tell me the two minute offense. You can talk about the play differential, sure. But don't tell me the Chiefs talked you out of the run. I mean, what they did was they suckered you and you fell for it. Like they dared you to keep your quarterback in the pocket and try to beat him, and you fell for it. And everybody knows that's the mo, man. Like that's the game plan. Everybody gets it. Keep Lamar hemmed in, and throw. That's not new. I mean, this isn't a new thing that the, the Chiefs just figured out. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that's what you want to do. You certainly don't want to break and contain. You just don't want to run wild either. And, and like the week before, Josh Allen ran right. He ran on this Chiefs defense. Lamar had one big run and it was a design run on a fourth and short in their own territory, which is, a, was a great call, but you know, a couple things like why not more design runs? Number one, number two, why not? Why wasn't Lamar looking to scramble when clearly instead of, you know, throwing a triple coverage, for example, the red zone, these kind of things. Anyway, also from this press conference today, um, J- John Harbaugh added that Lamar is going to be a bigger role in the offseason season uh, for him. And as uh, they gave him the keys to the, to the uh, kingdom, so to speak, this year. He's going to be more involved to set up uh, and the setup of the uh, team, even more, he said. This is his first year under Todd Munkin, who, again, had a horrific game. He said career highs passing yardage, um, completion percentage up to 67% this year, 3,678 yards, by far his most in a season as well. And, you know, again, Munkin gave him more freedom. The change plays the line of scrimmage, but, you know, moving forward, will there be even more? Um, Harbaugh said the quarterback is talking about Baltimore's offensive schemes, how to attack defenses and pass protections and concept routes. And, you know, the other thing they need to do for him, they need to get one more receiver. Like Flowers, you know, despite the boneheaded play, where he's leaning and fumbling at the one-yard line, had a great season, a really successful rookie year. Clearly, Mark Andrews was not himself in that last game, which definitely impacted the Ravens offense the way they could go about it you know Isaiah likely had a really good year for them uh you know as a second tight end and you know they could use a lot more double tight end formations. but I, I think the one thing that's crystal clear I mean for me at least and I don't know how the Ravens feel but they, they're gonna have to do better than Odell Beckham as their two receiver I mean they've got a they've got to upgrade there I mean Beckham made what 16 million I think it was in the end with the um with the bonus money he got the million dollar bonus he had a 15 million dollar base salary but they didn't get nearly enough out of him this season you know and again they they've got to figure out that other position I mean for him to have the year he had he's got to be you know he's he had to be more impactful he should have been more impactful for that for that amount of money and he just wasn't and you know hey man father time is undefeated somebody once said to I me mean, but to have him as your second receiver at 565 yards, that's not that's not good enough.
3: That's not getting it done. Yeah.
0: And he wasn't the big red zone guy that you thought he would be either. Mark Mark Andrews, as we mentioned, missed the last seven games of the season. Still had more touchdowns than Beckham. It's crazy. By double. Like, he had six. Beckham had three. Flowers had five. And likely, Isaiah
3: likely had. Right,
0: five. Yeah. And he was barely – he just started really playing at the end of the year uh-huh. on those last seven weeks. Really started to see the ball more. Bateman, Heck, Aguilar had more. That's um, crazy. touchdowns than, than, uh, Beckham. That's telling. Yeah, it really is. So I, I just, you know, again, Beckham, like to his credit, you know, as he's gotten older here, I think he understands, you know, as do you, John Jim Harbaugh is saying about the Sands through the hourglass, you know, that there, there's not a lot left there. And I think, you know, that's why you're not hearing about Beckham complaining about the ball or, or this or that, you know, he's taking him on the boat cruise in the Baltimore Harbor <laughs> and being a little bit more quiet about it this year. He he knows. I mean, he knows that he's you know uh, maybe I don't know, maybe, you know how many more years do I have of getting yeah. this kind of money. I mean, especially that money. I mean, I, I think they got, I got, I think they got a little bit taken there.
3: Oh, um, they did, and I yeah. knew that instantly that they got taken.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they got taken uh, on that amount of money for that little production. I mean, again, there are rookies that roll in this league these days and just blow it up as a receiver. You know what I mean? Um, he, he just, I, I don't know what they're what they're going to do there, but they've got to. They've got to figure it out. Um, they've got to figure that second receiver out. This has been, I mean, this is a, like the, or the, uh, the or I'm sorry, the Oris, The Ravens have been so bad with drafting receivers, but finally they nailed one with flowers, right? Like they really looked like, and again, boneheaded play, uh, smashed his hand down, bleeding and all that stuff at the side. He has um, been, he, he was putting together a really good rookie season and he did have the biggest play the team had in the entire game. Even though he also had the biggest mistake the team had in the entire game as well, so but they got to put somebody next to him. Absolutely got to put somebody next to him. Absolutely next year better than Odell Beckham if they're going to expect to go anywhere. But yeah, John Harbaugh today. I mean, they might have even you know again to wait five days from that game had the presser. They might have needed a way to six just to kind of get their story straight on (laughs) some of this stuff. Yeah, but at least he did kind of lean into. Yeah, we got to run the ball more and better. You know, going forward. Uh, in a game like this of course you do absolutely of course you do all right, 757, uh, six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four yeah so Beckham is one of our textures points out yeah so five billion a TD yeah
3: well and when you said rookies it got me to think it so I looked it up real quick yeah. Jordan Addison who was in his first year with the Vikings and remember mm-hmm. he played with three different quarterbacks yeah. maybe even it was it four was it, it, it three or four? Four. Yeah. I so let's four. let's say it was three but maybe it was four okay but he had 911 yards receiving yep. and 10 touchdowns wow in his first year, mm. that's crazy. So that that tells you a lot, right there. So your point about rookies being able to roll right in and get that kind of production—he well, he certainly did. That's just one example.
0: Yeah, and again, Flowers did, um, you know, but Beckham just wasn't there enough. I mean, as as infuriating as the um, as the season was for poor Jahan Dotson with the Commanders, because he was it didn't feel like he was always in the game plan, he still had, I think, 518 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. So he was even more productive than Odell. And of course, now granted, you know, his his O. C. was dropping his quarterback back <laughs> a lot more than Lamar was
3: dropping That's back. That's part too. of it. That's part uh, of it.
0: But still, I mean, they, you know, just guys like him, I mean, Curtis Samuel, uh, I think had more touchdowns. Yeah, he did, had more yards as well. That's by the way, a guy who I think's got a market in the offseason. I agree. I Curtis agree. Curtis Samuel. I think he's a good two or three for somebody out there uh that could be productive, especially a good team. I mean to me, he would have been great for the Chiefs. I I, I think he was injured right before the trade deadline. Or he, He's somebody that uh, would have been interesting to see if they would have tried to move on from him.
3: Here's another one. Tank Dell. Yes. Seven touchdowns, and he yeah. missed most of the season. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, and again, look, Baltimore runs it a lot, too. I get it when they get in the red zone, too. But but still, uh, on his own team alone, again, Aguilar had more, um, likely had more, who only played a part of the season. I mean that was the one thing you know you could say for Odell he was available but yeah wasn't very productive. Uh-uh. And, you know Matt Stafford and again this goes back to freaking Sean McVay right like he rehabilitates people uh, when you think they've got nothing left that Super Bowl season with them you know and again think about it he tore his ACL in the Super Bowl that's tough to come back from yeah that's true at, that's at, true at his age this is the second one he's coming back from and you just wonder if there's if he's ever going to get back to that level because he, listen he was he was pretty special when he was when he was rolling. There's no doubt about it. True, He was pretty special, but the the better days appear to be uh, out of the hourglass at this point. alright eight seven ninety four ninety four. right, are right, a few more uh, football things uh, to get to coming up uh, off the NFL, and then we'll get into some basketball in the final hour. Uh, a lot of it on the NBA level, a little bit of the college hardwood as well. Uh, and uh, Raiders really assembling an interesting staff. We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson, show priority on the sports radio. 94.1, we are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we're brought to you by Larry King Law. Congrats to John in Norfolk. Just won a pair of tickets to Dropkick Murphys. They're at Chartway Arena on March 7th. Tickets are on sale right now at the Chartway Arena box office. So congrats to John and Norfolk. We have uh, given away a lot of tickets today. Uh, we will also give away another pair before we get out of here at 7. Billy Currington and Kit Moore uh, with um, special guest Larry Fleet coming up to the Atlantic Union Bank Pavilion in May 3rd. So that's... Show kind up a little quicker than others. Uh, tickets are on sale now, pavilionconcerts.com. But we'll give you a free pair uh, before 7. Okay, so Antonio Pierce, we were talking about uh, some of the things he's been doing earlier today, You know, including uh, adding Marvin Lewis to his staff. Now he is, uh, per Mike Garofalo of NFL Media, hiring Deshaun Foster, the former NFL running back who's been the uh, running backs coach at UCLA, where he played college football um, since 2017. He's going to be joining the staff as the running backs coach. Also, uh, Raiders are expected to hire Andre Carter, former uh, 49er, Redskin, and Raider, among others. I, th- I think that's the only ones he, was at. he might have been with the Dolphins at some point. And he was coaching with the Dolphins. He was a Dolphins assistant line coach in 2017, 2018. He was also in the Jets staff. He uh, was at LSU at one point as well in 2021. And um, Sean Foster, really good player with the Panthers and the mm-hmm. 49ers over his career. Um I think he had some injuries, but always thought a lot of him. But Andre Carter, you know, was good with San Francisco. Uh, probably had some good years of the Raiders. You know, like a lot of free agents that came to the Redskins wasn't so good.
3: Yeah, it was okay.
0: Yeah, they used to call him Route 99, and I don't think that was a compliment.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure it was either. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it was like, you know, that was the route you'd go to, to get where you wanted to go. So kind of like there's Route 92 in San Francisco right now. On their defense wherever uh, Chase Young lines up that's kind of like where teams have decided they're going to attack them mm-hmm. in terms of running the football it's kind of the same thing so I don't think that was really a compliment to old Andre Carter but anyway he's been grinding as a coach so good for him but yeah this this staff the um, Raiders putting has been interesting a lot of, a lot of uh a lot of formers a lot of former coaches former players they got they've got some good things going on
3: yeah, it's interesting that he's filling his staff with former players, and yep. you do have the two former head coaches as well. So that that yeah. helps you with a little bit more, you know, a little bit more head coaching experience wise. So I think he's getting kind of a good mix, and maybe he feels like, much like himself, maybe he feels like he's getting a lot of motivators on the staff. Maybe yeah. that's what he's been looking for.
0: Yeah, I like it. I mean, again, what will they do with that pick? Will they be able to move up? Will they have to make some noise? Uh, will they stick with the young quarterback? I mean, there's there's a lot of things to be determined here. Uh, with the Raiders, but it's certainly been a um, been a good good offseason. They didn't hire uh, another, you know, like try to get the famous coach. You know, they didn't have yep. to go after the John Gruden or the, you know, one of the flunkies from the Belichick staff. So I think they did the right thing uh, by, you know, just doing the smart thing for once. All right. Uh, via the ex-poll question of the day, the thing we used to call Twitter, uh, at Jackson Sports at ESPN Radio 941, uh, the poll question is this today. Who should the commanders hire as their offensive coordinator? Um, hire a Shanahan tree guy leading the way right now at 56%. Uh, keep Eric Enemy at second at 22%. Chip Kelly, who somehow got inserted in the conversation in the last 24 hours at 17%. And then we've got some other votes at 5%. And none of which are others, by the way. I mean, all of them are things that are going on. Although, no, Brian Chesapeake did get uh, Jason Witten as the coach i waiting um, somebody's very specific about which Kubiak they want—a Clint Kubiak. I don't know how you keep all the Kubiak straight, to be honest with you.
3: Yeah, it's a little difficult. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Good for you for keeping the Kubiak straight. Listen, I have no idea what any of those guys do. Brian Greasy, I know, is the quarterbacks coach for the Niners. I see him on TV all the time with, uh, you know, with Brock Purdy. He seems to spend the most time with him, you know, because uh, Kyle Shanahan's got to keep his eyes in the field when the game's going on. You get a lot of those bench shots with him and. Him and Brian Greasy going over, you know, the the little Surface Pro and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I can understand why people would be interested about Brian Greasy. And, you know, one of the Kubiaks apparently might be going somewhere else, right? Didn't I just see that? New Orleans, yeah. Yeah, one of them might be going to New Orleans. That would be Clint. Clint, okay. And was is he the passing game coordinator? That is correct. Yeah, he's the passing game coordinator of the 49ers. So there are, again, two Kubiaks on that staff. And somebody told me there's another one somewhere else. Then, of course, there's the dad, Kubiak, who had to retire from football. I think he had a health issue a while back, who uh, won the Super Bowl, the last Broncos Super Bowl, if my memory serves me correct.
3: I, that yeah, he was. Right, that was yeah. the Peyton
0: Manning, I'm not quite Peyton Manning anymore, Super Bowl. That really was the Von Miller Super Bowl, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, yeah. That was a Von Miller Super Bowl. Also, seeing that um, the Seahawks and Mike McDonald are not wasting any time, uh, they have hired an assistant head coach by the name of Leslie Frazier, who, of course, most recently was... Alistud in Buffalo had the last year off from the NFL, and now he's going to be the assistant head coach. He was a Vikings head coach many years ago and apparently has long been a mentor to uh, Mike McDonald, and now he joins the staff in Seattle, according to uh, Tom Pellisario. Wow. So there you go. Mike McDonald literally just got there yesterday, and he's already uh, making things happen. That's how you do it. Yeah, you have to. That's why, you know, again, the, the commanders themselves have not announced um, – Dan Quinn, did you notice that
3: by the way? That is true.
0: They have not actually put that out there yet. I don't believe, right? They have not officially said it. Am I am I wrong about that? But I never I, got I a release. I don't think I remember seeing. Anything I never on got the a socials, release. So. I know I'm on their email distribution list, or maybe unless they've of me. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not sending this guy any crap anymore. Anyway, yeah, I mean they've never announced it yet. I mean I'm assuming they will at some point, and then also explain when the when the uh, introductory presser is going to take place. At some point, but yes, I would. You know, there's been a lot of rumors to this point about what Dan Quinn's going to do, but until he's officially official, they can't start adding pieces of the staff. And he's oh, oh by the way, uh, once he's officially official, got to get on the ground and interview the current staff. Oh yeah, and get that done right now. I did see him today at the uh, Senior Bowl. Now again, not wearing Commanders gear, but wearing a Banff, uh, sweatshirt, Bamf sweatshirt, B A M F, which stands for Bad ass mother something anyway so anyway you yeah. get the idea yeah you get the idea so yeah that's who your new head coaches commanders fan you guys didn't like him just a day ago
3: i do like that
0: yeah all right 757-687-9494 chris miles nba tv good enough to grace the airwaves coming up next trade deadline six days and counting we'll get to that let him also sort us out some contenders from pretenders here uh at the halfway poll uh, it's Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry King Law, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. James Withams has Got Your Sports Center.